You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al. He's Brian. What up? A little bit of a different, little bit of a different tone uh, than the last show we had with the news. Obviously, <laughs> Nick Bosa comes to terms with the Niners. Big thing for me, Brian, is they're going into the season now. Hold. They're ready to yes. go after this championship, and it's an important year. And now they're there. And I, w- I was listening to um, Adam Schefter was on Pat McAfee earlier today, and he was talking about what happened with Bosa. And he said, I guess we're recording this on a Thursday. Bosa signed on a Wednesday. Wednesday morning, he said they were pretty far apart. He, with the words that Shepard right. used was a huge gap. And basically what he thinks happened is Bosa said to his agents, like, listen, like, get this done. I, I want to be there. I want to get with my teammates. And, and who knows if the Niners came down or, or what, or I'm sorry, Bosa came down or the Niners met him. Who, who knows what happened? But they got it done. Five years, 170 million, 120 ish guaranteed, 122, whatever it was. It's a big contract that makes sense. The contract makes sense to me. Um, It's kind of what I thought about what he would get, maybe a little bit more in guarantees, but it's done and we move on. You know, honestly, here's the biggest thing that I, or the at least the biggest takeaway: Uh, if (laughs) if Bosa came down, I mean, I can't imagine what what he was asking for. His contract is 34 million in average annual value, which Perfect. by far and away beats Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Um, and then the 122 and a half fully guaranteed is more than way more than Aaron Donald and significantly more, almost $40 million more than TJ Watt, who I believe had 85 million guaranteed. But my yeah. biggest takeaway is that it is a five-year extension that kicks in after next year which means that he is here until, was it 2030? Got to do that, Got to do that math. Yeah, 2030, <laughs> right? Like yeah. And also, he's here until he's 31 years old. So he is signed through his prime with the 49ers, which I'd have to assume that was probably the biggest hangup. And, and I, would, I would assume like Debo Samuel, Bosa was probably initially looking for like a four-year deal so -hmm. that he could hit the market again in his late 20s and try and cash in one more time. So I would be be very interested to know just what the the logistics of this this contract negotiation was and where he gave in and where the 49ers gave in and all of that. And then the the other big news was that the 49ers restructured Trent Williams 
and George Kittle mm-hmm. and cleared up $23 million in cap space for 2023. Now, does that have to do with possibly front loading some of Bosa's contract, uh, some of that bonus money? Uh, I don't know because again, it's an extension that doesn't kick in until after his rookie deal is over. So I don't know. I don't know enough about the the cap and 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 the logistics of that to to speak eloquently or intelligently about it. But it would seem reasonable to me that that extension doesn't affect his 2023 cap number. It, it may not lower it like we were anticipating. But I don't mm-hmm. think it would raise it. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. And so the other question is, does that portend another move by the 49ers? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're just looking for flexibility for 2023. That if a trade candidate comes available at the trade deadline, they could pull the trigger on it and and make a move. I don't know. There are some edge rushers that I think could be had. Uh, Brian Burns being one, I don't think that they're they're looking that that direction just because of the cost. Oh man, it would Could be you unfair. Imagine Bo- Bosa and Burns. Oh man. Oh, it'd be incredible. But uh, you know who else I think could be had is Chase Young in Washington. Maybe I think he could be had, and possibly Daniel Hunter in Minnesota. And so you know these are these are moves I think that they could be eyeing uh, because there aren't really any any free agent edge players anymore after Ngakwe signed with the Bears. So, yeah, I mean, tremendous news. Uh, kudos to the to the 49ers uh, for, for getting this done. Kudos to Bosa for getting this done. And I have to imagine that, you know, he plays a, a fairly significant role on Sunday. Uh, you know, TJ Watt basically reported last year, less than a week before the season started, went out on that first game and got two sacks, but he also went in that went out in that game and, and got injured. And that's my big fear. So my hope is cooler heads uh, prevail that he, you know, he, he plays, but he's not getting in that full load and, uh, but he's still out there to help the team and, and hopefully get a victory out here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to play an insane amount of snaps and, and listen, they just committed to him for the next six years. You want him for the next six years. You're not going to, yeah. you know, week one, listen, they lost to the bears last year at week one. It's not the end of the world <laughs> if they lose this game, right? It's right. It's how they right. finish this season. So I think they're going to be careful with him as, as they should. And, and, and he's a man and that's fine. If he's on the field for 35 snaps, great, whatever it is. I mean, I don't love it obviously, but it's, it is what it is. And, and, and that's what you work through with it. But the thing, this this is exciting if you're a 49ers fan. Yeah, it took long. It's not the way we wanted it to happen, but, he, but he's here. And what you have now, to me, what I think when if we're still doing the show in six years and both is at the end <laughs> or signs or whatever, signs another contract, yeah. we're going to say this is one of the best 49ers defensive players of all time. I think oh, we're going to talk yeah. about him with, with Ronnie Lott. We're going to talk about him with Patrick Willis. He he's going to be an all-time dude. He can become the third player this season since 1982 with 15 plus sacks in three of his first five career seasons, and he basically missed an entire season with with wild. with his ACL. He is yeah. insane, absolutely insane. He's he's arguably the best defensive player in the league. I, I think it's fair to make that argument. Yeah, there's Aaron sure. Donald, T.J. Watt, but but both so you can at least put in the argument. Micah Parsons. Mike Parsons for sure. Yeah, who will probably yeah. break get more than this next year. Oh, um, 100%. Bosa's QB pressures last season, including the playoffs, he had 98. Um, this is from Jeff Deeney, so from Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. And the other guys in the Niners had 23, Cleveland Farrell, 
Drake Jackson had 16, Kerry Hyder had 14, and Austin Bryant had 10. So this guy was essential to not yes. only this season, but moving forward, because we talked about the contracts and who are you paying? This is a guy you're building around for the next five or six years. This, this, you're, you get the way the NFL is played right now, it's the quarterback. Can you protect the quarterback? Do you have a quarterback? Can you get after the quarterback? Yes. Right. That's sort of the game. And the Niners maybe have the best guy to get after the quarterback. And, and you have to lock that down and you have to build around him. And even Trent Williams was talking, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he was kind of like, yeah, it was on our mind. Like, he's the best sure. defensive player in the league. Sure, we were thinking about it. Sure, we want him here. So now they have him. And after what was a really tumultuous offseason, and look, we were we were honest with what we thought. We were yeah. miserable the last month. We don't like any of this shit <laughs> with Bosa not being here and, and the land stuff. We're honest. Yeah. but. Right now, I think at least where I'm coming from, you can answer how you feel. Mm-hmm. It happened. I don't want ever any of this shit to ever happen again. But the team is whole, yeah. ready to compete for a title in 2023, which is a gigantic season. And it kind of feels like right now, all right, man, put on the gas, let's go. Well, and and not only that, but I feel like there was other good news coming out of, of practice, which is that everybody on the team is healthy. They're not going to be missing anybody in week one, including Ray Ray McLeod, which I think is huge and Jake Moody. And so, you know, we, we talked about the, the special teams, especially in the preseason was not great to say the least. And part of the issue was what's happening with Moody. But part of the other issue is with Ray Ray McLeod injured, where is the return game? And, and we didn't really find one. We didn't find anybody. It was Deshaun Jameson who isn't on the team anymore. Uh, Danny Gray, but he's injured, right? Like they started rotating guys through, but they didn't find anybody. So to have Ray Ray McLeod uh, back and available is huge. Eliza, Elijah Mitchell is healthy and ready to go, which I think is huge, uh, especially if you're hoping that CMC makes it through another season, uh, mm-hmm. another full season. He's going to need, uh, you know, he's going to need Elijah Mitchell to to spell him. And Jordan Mason is is healthy and playing. And, you know, there there really isn't anybody uh, of consequence at this point that will be missing in week one, which is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it felt, it felt not great. Even we recorded on Tuesday and I had terrible vibes for this game and just that avalanche of good news on Wednesday, which was these re- players returning from injury and Nick Bosa signing. And mm-hmm. I feel a lot better about week one. I'm still, I, 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 I don't, I I don't know if they win this game still. Uh, I think this is a really really tough game, uh, especially for a team that starts slow and we'll yeah. you know we'll we'll preview the game here in a second, but at the very least I have significantly higher hopes for this game than I did 48 hours ago. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, what's funny about picking games and doing the show, so I don't know how much you've been paying attention to any social media, and I try not to, but I, I did read some, sometimes I read some stuff. But so we did our game picks that you get, you know, they 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 put out snippets of what we say and clips and things yeah. like that. So there was one thing on Facebook where we were talking about how we think the Niners were going to lose in week one. And uh-huh. there were a couple people who were like, you know, fuck you guys, you're not real fans. I'm Someone called you a this. Steelers this fan. A, just because we we predicted a loss in the 2023 yeah. season. Sorry. Yeah. And then on a totally separate clip, where we were talking about how we think they're going to beat the Eagles. Oh, you guys are homers. Oh, yeah. You're living in like, so, so you can't win. You yeah. can't win doing you this. Stuff. It's crazy. No matter what you do, somebody's going to come in and tell you why you suck. It, it's just, it's, it's just inevitable. So what sorry. I loved was, yeah. What I loved is, is, is the tweet that, that David sent out you know, just essentially asking fans, Hey, what is your record prediction? Right. Here's a, here's a link to hear what, what our guys had to say, but what is your record prediction? And the number of people that are predicting like 13, 14 wins, like actual legitimate, no bullshit predicting like an undefeated season. And I'm just like, man, whoo, some people out there. I mean, I, I, I respect, I respect the, the, the fandom. Right. But that's a that's some that's some high expectations, man. That's some high expectations. So we'll I was see. talking to a friend, we'll see. a friend of mine today who's a big Cowboys fan, and I actually I think the Cowboys are going to be really good this year. I, I love mm-hmm. the Brandon Cooks ad. I like that Tony Pollard's going to get more touches this year. Love their front seven. Dak needs to be better in the playoffs, but I really like the Cowboys. And the Cowboys kind of scared me a little bit this year. Yeah, and they were like coming back. Well, the Niners have kind of bullied us in the playoffs and we can't get over the hump with them and things like that and they're like you think they're gonna they're gonna do it again you think they're gonna be the championship again and i'm like i think they can do they obviously have the team to do it but yeah. what would yeah. worry me is at some point the ball is gonna bounce the wrong way they've gotten a lot sure. of good you, you could argue the purdy injury was a gigantic blow but and you know they've had a lot of things go their way to win that which is great you need that every the patriots needed it the 80s niners needed it you need things to go your way to win games especially playoff games it happens but i was just man i'm really worried that just law of averages the ball bounces the wrong way one time a, a tip happens a, a, an interception that gets dropped gets picked off so so that's kind of in my head too with it um you know it's it's really tough to make four out of five nfc championships so if this team does it this year and they're certainly capable of it in a shitty conference and a right. loaded a loaded roster it says a lot about what they've done it, it really does so it, it's going to be exciting but it starts with week one i guess so yeah one of my favorite things is you know i think this team is is very difficult for especially national analysts but just football analysts in general to try and pigeonhole right because you look at this roster and if you just don't look at the quarterback you're like this team is probably the best team in the NFL roster yeah. talent wise. Mm-hmm. If yeah. not, there's second, right? And then you look at the quarterback and there's so many people that are just like, there's no way, there's just no way that Brock Purdy can repeat what he did 
last year, right? It was a it was a tremendous run. It was a stretch of of six incredible games, and then really, you know, a a playoff game in which he won the game and played better than Dak Prescott, which is why they won. Mm-hmm. And I, I was hearing it was Nick Wright, right? Nick Wright has been, I appreciate Nick Wright because he really took the 49ers uh, to the carpet for, for this Trey Lance situation. And I was listening to him the other day. I don't know what he was on. And he was basically like, ah, I just have a hard time believing that the football gods aren't, uh, are going to shine favorably upon the 49ers after what, after how they handled Trey Lance, which again is there is his opinion. But the interesting thing I, I heard him say was, Basically, you know, Brock Purdy did this last year, but he did it with CMC and Debo and George Kittle. And it's like, can he do it again? And I'm like, but he still has CMC. He still has George Kittle. He still has Debo. He still has Brandon Ayuk, right? He has everything that he had last year. The only thing he doesn't have is a proven right tackle. And obviously that's a big deal. But outside of that, everything else is the same. So again, why do we have hesitation that he can't repeat or at the very least come close to matching that performance next year? And that's why this season to me is so fascinating is what Brock Purdy did sustainable or, you know, is it, was it, was it a flash in the pan? And, and there's no way to know that. And that's why I'm excited for week one. And I'm just super glad that football is back like actual genuine, genuine, mean something football because the preseason is is just the preseason and it is what it is that stuff drives me so crazy like of course you need to have good players to be good what do you need right. to to make a pro bowl thrown to jason mcadley and arnaz battle like is, is that right. what you need to see you're not going to be good throwing <laughs> to those guys right yeah. if you want to relive those right. years with the niners montana was throwing to dwight clark and freddie solomon and jerry rice and, and, Steve, rice, and john yeah. taylor and, and roger Craig. throwing it Roger Craig, if you go on and on, Steve Young was throwing Terrell Owens. Steve Young might have thrown to two of the top three receivers of all time. Exactly. And Owens, right. You have to have good players around you. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. sometimes I think, honestly, people will not be happy until they see him, like, do a 360, throw off his back foot 50 yards downfield, and hit, again, Jason McAdley for a 50-yard touchdown. Like, <laughs> what do you want? Like, he's running the offense. He's getting rid of the ball quickly. He's doing what Kyle wants him to. If he keeps doing that, and he has a loaded team around him for the next three years, and he wins two Super Bowls and makes three Pro Bowls, great. You know what? I'll take exactly. That. And then you guys can have your arguments about how good he really is. But I, I think that stuff is just is just ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes yeah. could probably yeah. – some. there are very few quarterbacks who can make people around them better. Very right. few. Right. Mahomes, Allen, you know, we, we've been through – it's a small yeah. number that can just elevate everybody around them. If you get one of those guys, great. But this is the most high-profile high position in the world in the world and there aren't even 32 good ones that can play <laughs> exactly play at that level. exactly you know what i mean so like and there's yeah. only a handful that are elite. so if you get one that's good enough to be really 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 good with good people around him great like what do you want what do people want it's just <laughs> it drives me crazy you know and i think it i think ultimately it just boils down to this need to tier players right this need to to rank players right and so you know how do we rank brock purdy i don't know he's just got all this talent around him well it doesn't like that's the point i mean the point is to surround your quarterback with as much talent as possible right if you drop brock purdy on 25 other teams is he going to be as good probably not but those those aren't the teams he's on he's on this team with this talent right 
So all he needs to do is exactly what he did last year, which is be Steve Nash, be John Stockton, right? We'll all say John Stockton, right? Yep. Right. Just be, just be a facilitator and don't try and do too much. And if that's where you're at, I think this, this team is going to win a lot of games. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Agree. All right, so let's look at this week one game that we picked a loss. I may, I may change my prediction. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when we get, done, we get through with this. Yeah. But this Steelers team, it's going to be a tough game. I think the weather's going to be bad from what I saw. There could be some rain. And the Steelers are. Are you serious? Team. More rain on week one? Uh, could you imagine like another monsoon? Come on. They have to play through. <laughs> um, but the Steelers are a punch in the mouth kind of team, especially on yes. defense. They're tough. They have some really good players there. Cam Hayward, um, TJ Watt, Fitzpatrick. There's some really good guys on that side of the ball. And I, I think it's, I, I think it's going to be this, uh, a heavyweight fight. I really do. I, I don't see a, anybody getting in the thirties. Well, especially if the weather's bad, but I can really see it. I've been saying this for a while. I think it's going to be like a slow twenties, high teens to high teens type game. Um, I'm interested to see what their offense is going to be because Kenny Pickett last year, I was not buying it. Dude, it's right. so we were talking about Purdy. Purdy had what 13 touchdown passes in six games. Pickett had seven. Pickett had seven <laughs> touchdown passes last year and nine interceptions. Yeah. And Pickett isn't Pickett's got talent around him. So last year, Kenny Pickett in 13 games, 12 starts, completed 63% of his throws, uh, 2,400 yards, seven TDs, nine interceptions. He didn't impress me a lot when I saw him last year. And, and there's a lot of talent there. Najee Harris is, I guess Harris is okay. Jalen Warren, I probably like Jalen Warren at running back more than Harris. Then he's got Deontay Johnson, who has a case of the drops, but it, but is a very solid receiver. Yes. George Pickens, who could take a huge yep. step forward this year. Yeah. Um, the fire move is a good tight end. Isn't Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson's on that team now too. Allen right? Robinson is there. So, yeah. So th- there's yep. talent there. Uh, so, so we'll see if Pickett looked good in the preseason, but again, it gives a shit. I think they had four touchdowns <laughs> on their four drives. He's yeah. going to get tested this game against the Niners D and he could take a jump this year. He could, but right now it's hard for me to be scared of Kenny Pickett in that offense right now. We'll see if you can prove me mm-hmm. wrong. What I worry about is the defense forcing a couple turnovers. Pittsburgh's defense exactly. is keeping the game close. The Pittsburgh defense is what worries me a little bit right now. And and that's that's kind of where I was in terms of thinking that this game was a loss. Not so much because I thought that the Pittsburgh offense was going to put it on the 49ers defense, even if Nick Bosa wasn't on the field. I don't believe in their offense that much. What I was worried about was a defense that would force a turnover or two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this and and honestly if when I predicted a loss, like in my mind, I'm thinking like 13 to seven, right. Where it's not, it's, it's not a high scoring game at all. It's just a defensive battle. And 
in a, in a game like that, one turnover could be the difference. And you made me look up the weather in Pittsburgh and Sunday it's currently scheduled to be 74 with showers and thunderstorms mm. chance of rain 70 percent. now it is thursday so that obviously can change and we hope it does but if it's just a sloppy field man this game is going to be probably kind of ugly and i i don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to to determine who would come out on top in a, in an ugly slugfest Simply because it's in Pittsburgh, the 49ers are traveling to the East Coast. They're gonna, it's a 10 o'clock game, right? Body clockwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's if it's nasty, you're not throwing the ball. And that's where I actually think this offense is probably better now throwing the ball than it is running the ball. Not that Christian McCaffrey's a bad running back, not that you know the offensive line is bad at run blocking, but there's just so much talent in in the pass catchers room with Ayuk, with Debo, with Kittle, with CMC, right? Which you got to include him. I just feel like this this team is going to be better passing the ball than they are running the ball. Not that they will abandon the run because they won't. Kyle Shanahan will never do that. Mm -hmm. But if they have to win this game on the ground, Cam Hayward in the middle there with against Brendel and Banks and Burford, that one scares me. Cam Hayward mm-hmm. is a beast in the middle. And they've got a deep defensive line. TJ Watt is a menace. The one area that I think the 49ers can attack and, and find success is, is against their linebackers. But again, if you're not able to really throw the ball because the weather sucks, then that that kind of goes out the window. And, you know, you've got Mika Fitzpatrick, who is a tremendous rover. He just is basically not he's like he plays positionless football. They just put him wherever they want or just let him basically roam. I also think the the weakness of this team right now is on the outside with their outside corners. They've got Joey Porter Jr., which blows my mind, by the way. His dad was a monster. And now Joey Porter Jr. is a, you know, a slender cornerback. Like, what the heck? But you ever wonder about Jr.? genetics like the bosses right. like how does that work orders, yeah the certains and then you got yeah. the renix and the sackos sitting on yeah, ass man doing podcasts i don't know that's <laughs> that eight-year-old she's a pretty she's pretty beastly on the softball field so we'll see <laughs> but uh but yeah so you know i i think the weakness of this pittsburgh team is could be exploited through the air but if the weather sucks, I don't I don't know how how likely that is. So that's kind of where I'm at in terms of just thinking about this game and you know i i genuinely do believe that it is going to be a defensive battle in as much as it's going to be you know i i think if a team scores 20 that is going to be pretty impressive yeah you mentioned that there's been some concern and everything i read when they talk about the niners like they talk about the offensive line other than trent williams is that middle still going to hold up can colton mckivitt's be a good right tackle. And this this game is going to test it. Look, last year, Alex Highsmith had 14 and a half sacks. Cam Hayward had 10 and a half sacks. And that's not even counting a healthy TJ Watt this year, who will probably be double-digit sacks this year. He only had five and a half last year because he was injured. So they're going to get tested there for sure. I think the Niners are going to, Birdie's going to get the ball out quickly. They can see a lot of three-step drops, um, a lot of, like you said, playing point guard and just getting the ball in the hands of Kittle, who looks like he's going to be okay to play. Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey, as long as it's not super 
went out there. I think that's what you'll see a lot of quick throws, a lot of run after the catch. It's what the Niners do for sure. So, but the offensive line is is, is definitely going to get tested in this game right off the bat. So we'll see how it goes. But you know, we're talking about all the stuff about the Steelers, but the Niners too, man. Again, Debo's coming back saying I had a bad year last year. He's motivated. Brandon Ayuk is looking for a contract, right? You got some Niners who are, who are motivated, and the whole team knows our window is getting close. Our window is getting smaller. This is a big year for us. So you know what this year feels like to me, Brian, a little bit in a way. 1994, because that 1994 team, there was just an urgency that we have to win the championship right now. So what the 94 team did, they went out and they got Ken Orton Jr. and, and Gary Plummer, and they ended up signing Eric Davis. And, and they just, there was a feeling of all in that year, a bit of a different way all in where they went out and got these guys to beat the Cowboys and win a championship. But I feel that way with the Niners now, too. There's that all-in sort of mentality with them. And you could hear it in their voices. And you could hear it when they talk. And when Bosa came in, everybody was really jacked up. You know, it didn't seem like there was any, like, oh, he showed up with his $120 million. Like, there was none of that. They were like, let's fucking go. Like, yeah. they know they need this guy. And I feel like as much as pressure – and they put a lot of pressure on themselves that year. If you go back and read about that year or talk to people – they knew, like, listen, we need to get it done this year. We need to beat Dallas. They they had to have a talk with George Seifert where they had to be like, George, calm down. He was obsessed with the Cowboys. Like, like we'll get this. We'll get this. I remember reading, yeah. I forget what book it was, but I read about that. And I think I think it's similar for this team. This team is going to be very focused this year to get it done. That's what it feels like. So I'm excited now yeah. that they're whole to see what's going to happen come Sunday and how they're going to approach that. And I agree. And that's why, you know, I said earlier, they've cleared that cap space with Kittle and Williams. And to me, that just screams, we're waiting to make one more move. And I don't know if that's an edge player. I don't know if that's possibly going after somebody that may be available to play opposite Charvarius Ward, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, arguably the biggest or arguably the weakest link on this defense. And I don't even think he's a weak link, but is outside with the Amador Lenore. Uh, or Ambry Thomas, right? Because if Lenore is going to play in the slot, we don't know that. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering again: are they are they looking to make another move? I don't know if it, that move is going to be made now, right? Because week one is three days away, uh, or actually, week one starts today. The Chiefs and the Lions play tonight, but in about ten minutes, I, I think. <laughs> I yeah, I think they're. I think they're. I think they're. They're in that same that same mindset, right? Which is whatever moves we need to make, we're going to make, we're all in, but it feels less like they're all in like the Rams were right. It feels like they're all in, but they've made more strategic moves. They haven't, they haven't just, you know, it's not a fuck them picks uh, mentality, right? Yeah. They've got a full slew of, of draft picks and maybe they do send another first rounder for, you know, a, a, I don't know, uh, Marshawn Lattimore maybe, or I, you know, I don't, whatever the case may be. Uh, I mean, obviously Brian Burns would be ideal. Brad Graham of the SF Niners. I, I, his head might explode if, if Brian Burns makes it to the 49ers, that's been his, his pet project is trying to get Brian Burns here for uh, a couple years now. But again, like a Chase Young, a Daniil Hunter, um, you know, like I said, maybe another corner to start uh, opposite ward and you move Lenore in the slot. Now you've strengthened, that position so yeah i agree with you they're all in and uh, i it just feels like 
now that everything is settled, now that Bosa's in-house, now that the Trey Lance saga is over, Brock Purdy is voted a captain by his teammates. It's obvious that he is respected by his teammates. He's beloved in that locker room. Not that Trey Lance wasn't. For all for everything we've heard, Trey Lance was a tremendous teammate. His teammates loved him. But it's obvious that they believe in Brock Purdy. And, and there's something to be said about a team that believes that every time they step on that field, there's no one better than them. And this team believes that. And you could argue that that that's true, right? Maybe the only way that that's not true is if they're stepping on the field with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, hey, he's not immortal, right? And yep. no one is. So, yeah, if this season starts 0-1, I'm, I don't think that the sky is going to fall. Uh, but... I, I I really do believe that this team is going to make a run, and and it it feels it felt two or three weeks ago like the vibes were just too off for this to be the year, and now it feels like okay, we've taken a breath, things have settled, and it it just feels like this this is the year to make the run, and and I'm excited I'm excited to be on the on the train with them. And the difference, I think you brought up the Rams example. The Rams seem like they had a lot of hired guns. The Niners yeah. seem like they just support their core. Like this is a core thing for the Niners. These are core players who have been here for a while. And the, the only they make support that core. The only two guys that you could say aren't are Trent Williams, but Trent Williams has been here for three seasons now. Yeah. And Javon Hargrave, Hargrave right? There's and, your, and there's Ward, your Deion Sanders move, right? That's your Deion Sanders move from 94. Yeah, That's, I feel like. You know, your hired gun there. Yeah, I'd put Williams quite the same in the core. Yeah, Will, Williams has been there for a little bit. Maybe Traverius yeah. Ward is a little, but but you know, there's it's it's the Warners, it's it's the Kittles, it's it's yep. the Debo's, it's it's the Armsteads. It's people, well, it's I guess CMC. That, that we we didn't think about CMC. Oh yeah, he's a hired gun too. So it's a mix, but they're still yeah. trying. They're getting the mix to support that core. Um, exactly. But the, what they have done that was leading me to my next point. You saw them in 2019, like our passing game kind of blows let's go out and get Emmanuel Sanders. And he made a huge difference. You saw yep. it last year, like our record's not good, but we think we're good. We can get back into it and they make a move for Christian McCaffrey. So they, yep. they, they will make moves. John Lynch, yes, Adam Peters and Kyle Shanahan, they will be aggressive. So you can look for them to do something. So, all right, Brian, do you want to uh, change your, uh, change your pick for this game before we get out of here? Or what do you want to do? See, that feels like, that feels like, uh, that I don't have the courage of my convictions if I change my pick. Uh, but also things feel different. Things feel different than 48 hours ago. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, I think with the weather being week one, this team typically starts slow, but this team has also never started with CMC. So that's the other thing to take into account. Uh, it's hard or Brock to, Purdy. It, it, or Brock Purdy, right? Exactly. Um, and I'll tell you what, that offense, when Purdy was in, in the preseason, it looked like it picked up right where it left off. So, you know, I, I think I think this offense is 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 going to be just fine. I think it's going to be one of the top offenses in the league. But the Steelers finished strong. They they've got a ferocious defense. They're at home. It's uh, ten o'clock start time. I'm still gonna I, I'm still I'm still gonna pick a a do I do I want to do this? It feels like if I pick a loss. And they lose, like that's gonna be my fault. So here's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I don't know if the 49ers are gonna win this game or not. I think they have a good shot. Um, and so I will pick the 49ers to win, 
but I still think it's going to be a low scoring game. And I'll say if it's raining, I'm going to say 16 to seven game winner, third round pick Jake Moody. Let's go. But if it's not raining, I'll say 20 to 13. Yeah, I thought I thought the Niners would squeak by in this game originally with if they had Bosa. And then when I didn't think they were going to have Bosa, I, I did not think they were going to win. But I'm going to change my pick. Um, and maybe those people who told us that we aren't fans and are unfollowing <laughs> Ford Niners will refollow this if they put this clip up. God, yeah, there crazy. we go. There Good we go. Jobs. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to change it. I think the Niners are going to squeak it out. And I really do like I keep I'm just looking forward to seeing a, a team that's all in like that's just get after it this year. Just enjoy the yep. season. Just week to week. Just man, just get after it. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one. But I I think Absolutely. they're gonna start one and oh. And there's gonna be some losses along the way. They're not going 17 and 0, but I, this is no. a 12 ish win team. They're gonna be okay. They're gonna be there in January. For sure. For sure. Health permitting, this team is 12 to 14 wins. Uh, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a hot take. Um, and I'm just, I'm just excited to be along for the ride. It's going to be a fun one. hundred percent. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening for Brian. I'm out. Later. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.